So hello everyone and welcome uh, to today's session on brand storytelling. Um, this is something that I love to do. Uh, I've been doing this for more than uh, formally from th 35 years of my career, but even before that, I understood this idea of storytelling. It accidentally happened that I um, got to this idea of uh, storytelling. Um, and so I actually started in school. Um, but for 35 years, I have been a very strong proponent and I've seen the power of stories to shift uh, brands. So that is something which I have noticed myself. And uh, that's what I'm going to be sharing uh, with you today. Uh, so let's let's start this session. So what is a brand story? What is storytelling, first of all? I mean, because you must have read so much about storytelling. You have seen so many books about storytelling. Um, I mean, you would have read books about storytelling. You, you hear this buzzword that everybody's talking about uh, storytelling. So what is this, uh, what is this storytelling? Uh, I'm gonna you know, take you through a small journey. There'll be some videos in between and we will do a Q&A at the end of the session. We have exactly got an hour with us, a uh, little less than an hour because uh, we are six minutes into the session. Um, and first of all, let me take you through the why the stories. You know, everybody knows it. There is a lot of uh, literature that you have read about it. I'm gonna take you through a few things and you might have seen some of this, but just be with an open mind. The fact that we are here on a Sunday morning to listen to this session is uh, because uh, well, we want uh, to you know, pick up some things uh, from this session. That's why we are here. And so let me, let's start with one video uh, and tell me if you can hear, see this video well. I'm, I'm gonna just play this video for you. Same. I wrote the same, but in different words. Thanks, love. So, what do you see here? Um, if I have to ask this group the question, 
uh, what did you see the shift that was happening in this particular situation? There was this beggar sitting uh, on the streets and he was a blind person who was begging. And he was asking people to give money and people were just walking by and nobody was doing anything. Uh, what does this story tell you? If I have to ask you now, what does this story tell you? Uh, and this is open to everyone who would like to you know, answer. What, what, what's happening out here? You can unmute yourself and uh, participate. I think, uh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, uh, if this is the change from the fact to the experience uh, where we live actually. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else wants to take a shot at this? What is happening in this case? I would say it changes the paradigm of the audience. Yeah. Yes. So this is what is actually what we witnessed, you know, from where a person is asking for funds. And this is something I've worked with a lot of nonprofits. I have worked with many nonprofits over the years. And uh, one of the things is you, you keep on asking for funds, right? You keep on asking. And that's one paradigm, one way of doing the narrative is where you're going and asking people. The other way, what happened here is the audience was pulled into the story. The most powerful thing that actually happens in good storytelling is, like I've shared that story of Shakti Man, right? I've shared it on LinkedIn, uh, where we actually got the business to shift. We could capture market share. What actually happens every time when you're telling a story and you're able to pull the audience into the story, here is somebody who said, you know, the world is beautiful and I cannot see this. Suddenly that word, that empathy story is all about empathy. You get your audience to come and walk on that journey with you. So people started experiencing that, what it means, what it means that I can see this world. I can see so much beautiful colors and everything. And that is what made them realize the pain of this person who was sitting there. Just a change in the way the words are put out is the power of story. How you can get people, and you can tell a story, and there are many people who tell stories. There are a few who can take you on a journey in a story. A very good leaders will actually take you on a journey. They will actually get you on their side. They'll actually make you see the things. They will experience. They will like take you on a journey. Next time, when you watch a good movie, when you watch something, uh, when you see a beautiful experience being, and when you see a good leader speaking, see how they pull you into the story. This is an example of story is not just storytelling. It is about getting you, the audience, into the story to experience the story. That's the power that we saw in this very simple, small example out here. So if I say, what is a brand story? Such compli you know, complicated things. But if I have to put it in one word, I get you on my side. I get you on my side, my audience, my customer, my employee, and I want you to experience this journey with me. That's what businesses do. That's what good businesses do. They actually get you to experience that story. Uh, so this is another example that, you know, which has always fascinated me. What is the power of story? People ask me, you know, what can a story do? Here is an example. I don't know if you've heard about this company called Significant Objects. Have you heard about this company called Significant Objects? 
it's a company that used to, you know, it was an experiment. It was not even a company. It was an experiment where these people said, you know, let's take, uh, you know, items which are $1 kind of worth and put them on eBay and sell them. So they're different items that were assembled and, you know, uh, close to $1, $1.25. Average price was one, cost was $1.25. Then what they did was they called, they called the storytellers, the best storytellers and said, around these articles, create stories. So, uh, you know, create stories around this uh, article, you know, these articles which are here. So the best storytellers came and around each of the artifacts, the small items uh, which were there, they started writing a story around it and then they posted it on eBay. You know what happened? And this is documented. You can go and check it out. The $1.25 a piece and average price, you know, was sold nearly at 8,000 in total. There was a hardly, you know, about uh, uh, 200 pieces were there, which means what about $200 or $300 or something. And that was sold at a total cost. What the actual income came was $8,000. So you can imagine that something which was $300 worth multiplied to the power of so much because of the power of story. And you might think, oh, this is, a, you know, one example that you're telling me about a story. But everything that you're buying, just look at it. The moment a story is attached to it, the power shifts and brands always tell stories. If you just go and if does anyone wear Levi's? If you're wearing Levi's, you go in the pocket of the jeans, you'll find that they tell you a story. You are not buying Levi's. You're buying the story of Levi's. So that's something which you need to understand. And you know, the, the same, the, the jeans might be manufactured, the Nike shoes might be manufactured in the very same factory, the same place. The cost, if you go and try to figure out, you'll be shocked the kind of price if you go into China into that place and where it is getting manufactured. And then you go and find, you know, buy that same story with a, you know, uh, the same item, the same product uh, with a price. And suddenly you'll be shocked that you know what's happening, Why, how come the brand price has shifted so much? So this is the power of story. This significant objects is a clear example what is the power of a storytelling. How you can shift the price of, you know, you can actually increase the value multiple times by being a good storyteller. Here, you know, when we do it for ourselves also, you know, we think of ourselves, that we are not brands, we don't have a story, but I think we are all storytellers. We all have a story. We are almost like any brand, you know, but are we telling our stories well? So when you say that, you know, you don't find value in the market, when you find that you're not able to sell products in the market, when you find that you're dealing with commodity, commoditization in the market, you'll be surprised at the power of story, what it is that if you significantly get back, I don't say that you don't need to deliver anything. Yes, there was an object delivered. It was, but the price, the price was $1.25. And what was there was at least five times, six times, 10 times, you know, people sold that objects for. So that's the power of story. And that's what we actually buy. Let's look at it, how this brand storytelling has evolved. I've been in marketing for more than 35 years now. So when I started my journey in marketing, it was all about newspapers. It was outdoor, it was radio. And this is what we used to have. Uh, there was this company which I was working for. And I used to manage at that point of time, if I remember, it was almost a, uh, three CR budget, which was a very big budget at that point of time for media spends. Uh, and most of my advertising, my audience was there, uh, was an English speaking audience, um, tier, uh, tier one cities, 
uh, urban markets. Uh, I was advertising in media like Times of India. And I know the cost that used to be there, front page advertising, there was to, you know, right hand, bottom, front page is premium, the most expensive advertising that you can get, half page, very, very premium, uh, fifth page uh, cost, uh, if you move. So the, the whole thing was, I would put an advertising in the newspaper and pray as hell that my audience was seeing this, pray as hell, because he was just putting it out. There's so many people who are not my audience who were there who are reading the papers. This is what media was. I'm sure every one of us has seen those times that this is what advertising used to be for brands. And then it moved to this box. Suddenly, first you had one channel, then you had 20 channels. And you know, this is how people started consuming advertising. They started coming. This was the box from where the ads were being consumed. Then something changed. And that big shift that, that we all saw was the coming of internet. And not just coming off internet, but actually the big change happened when Steve Jobs came up with iPhone. The biggest shift happened when that, uh, that whole thing moved from uh, not just an internet, it was this device, the smartphone as we call it. I think this is the biggest shift that I have seen in marketing because here we now suddenly have everything on this one device. Are we seeing the power that we are putting on that one device today? Almost your entire life can be run from this device. Now in India, with the UPI, you don't even need to carry your wallet. I can actually use just this phone and everything that I need for my life gets solved from here. Whether I'm ordering grocery, whether I'm doing taxi, I'm doing um, you know, entertainment, I'm doing everything is happening on this smartphone. And this was a big shift for brands. Because what happened for brands was, Previously, they would put, they would try to interrupt you. The idea was, I want to interrupt you with my advertising. So I would try to interrupt you, whether you're watching a TV, I'll come in front of you with my ads. You know, there would be ads coming in. And so people figured out they can actually pause, you know, or wait for the thing to get over or whatever. In newspaper, I was trying to interrupt you. You are reading the newspaper, you're buying the newspaper for reading newspaper. And suddenly you have some advertisement showing up there. You have not bought the newspaper to see the advertising, but you are seeing the advertising. The whole game was, can I interrupt you somewhere? And so that you see and hope as hell that you are going to see my piece of advertising. This was the interruption marketing era. This got almost destroyed completely. And it's almost gone. I, could, I would say that it's really significantly dented with what we have today is where the power has shifted from the brand now to the consumer. So the consumer is now deciding, you know, what he wants to consume. The consumer is literally the king. He is the person who's saying, this is what I want to consume. This is what I, I'm going to decide. So don't you do that? How much time do you spend on your mobile phone in a day? If I have to ask you, just put it in the chat box. How much time do you spend on the phone in a day? Are you consuming content? That means you decide what do you want to consume? Whether you want to go to YouTube? whether you want to go to Instagram and you decide and the time spans are getting shorter. That's the world of TikToks. You know, 30 seconders, one minuteers. people are consuming content rapidly fast. This is the shift that is happening, that people are consuming content. So, uh, you know, this is the, so when we look at all this, that, you know, the shifts that are happening in this, in this digital world, uh, let, let's look at, you know, I, I'll take you to the next slide now. Um, 
and let's see this how this is happening brands have understood that they need to become storytellers previously where i was doing interruption marketing now because people are consuming content this is a slightly short you know slightly longer um, you can say in the previous world we used to call it the tvc i would say this is an ad which is now put out on the social media uh, and just watch this ad and see how a storytelling is happening by the brand so brands understood that people are consuming content and they are consuming stories and so they became storytellers they became entertainers and let's look at a whole literally with this one advertising how much of a story the language you might not know even i when i saw this i didn't know the language it's tata motors ad i didn't understand the language what is being said but you know there is there is a translation out there but it makes a lot of sense when you see this a visual story like this
காலத்தை வென்ற கலாச்சாரத்தை கொண்டாட சமர்ப்பிக்கிறோம் டாடா மோட்டர்ஸின் என்றும் புதிதான கார்களின் அணிவரிசை Okay, so I stop this here, and I want uh, you to share on your chat box what did you get from this ad? What was the uh, things that you picked up from this ad? So let's let's have a little bit of interaction. Yeah, so let let's have a look at the chat box. Just put down when you saw this ad, what is it that you have picked up from uh, what Tata Motors is trying to say out here? Yeah, can we have some sharing, or would you like to, you know, just unmute your mic and want to share? You know, it's also fine. I would say uh, the importance of connection hmm. and connection with the origin. Yeah. Uh, it's an old, uh, experienced uh, manufacturing company going to the roots. Basically, I think trying to connect the. Uh, experience and of tata with the grandfathers and the roots and this thing so they are since long very long in the market so i think plus culture definitely culture heritage and three yeah. generations yes yes, so, yes what i understand is like uh, uh, tata motors it's like you know it's promoting their products of course uh, but you know they are connecting you to the timeless so everywhere you feel timeless they are connecting you with the roots uh, so whatever they are showing in the ad it's it, it is like really the rituals the cultures the people you know uh, so when people would see this ad for example a tamilian family who is maybe settled in even mumbai uh, when they see this ad they would really go back go back to their culture they would think about their they are the uh, the tata motors it is like you know, through this commercial they are creating that emotion you know so it is just like what you said that moving the audience to that experience uh, so then this is this is their way of thing so connecting with the culture and what they are saying is the timeless so like this it's always uh, so something like uh, uh, this car would be like throughout their life with them it would be always with them Yeah. So just look at Sanjay. Yeah, Sanjay, I feel I feel what they're trying to do is uh, the times to come. That's what I felt because they showed what they showed was environment. They showed that you know maybe they're trying to promote the green uh, green energy or other the electric vehicles going the the things to come. You no, know, come on to. That's what I felt. That was it was more to do with the kind of damage what we are doing to the environment at this point in time. I mean, one of them is of course automobile. the current and then what what probably can come through is another change which is going to come through is what we are going to do uh, to the environment is something very going to be very different though they are not very clearly mentioned that probably electric vehicles are going to come out but maybe it's a uh, uh, a pre uh, this thing what do you call the scenario to to that and that's what i felt okay so uh, thanks for sharing all so my understanding is uh, sir that wherever you are going you are going your car is accompanying you like wherever you going like whether you are uh, doing some family rituals uh, you are at your place i mean around your surrounding or you are going to some places for camping and hiking this is your company the tata motors the car is your best friend so that is the message they are giving i think so if you look at this entire the way the way this whole thing is constructed it's very interesting now look at it this way It's you know the previous times used to call product placement. So there used to be movies 
and within movies you would place a product so you actually saw a film and the products would be placed somewhere it's almost like you know product placement is happening the hero in the story is almost not tata motors it's not looking like it's a it's, a, it's about the culture it's about the people it's about the customer it's his journey suddenly the hero is chant there's a whole story which is happening and tata motors is almost like a product placement which is happening in this film that is being played it's becoming part of your life it's it's a product placement that's being done this is the way storytelling is happening the story is being told and then you are put the brand is put out there as a product placement there is a beautiful connect about this whole story is about the roots it's always it's repeating that word roots you know going back to the roots it's saying going back to tradition and still saying it is timeless so it is bringing all those elements of the see nowhere is the features of the cars mentioned somebody said nothing about electric vehicles is mentioned nothing about the car is mentioned at all in this now look at it how do we sell how do many of the marketers sell how do you know clumsy you know i would say uh, we are trying to always look at features we are trying to you know tell people that this is the feature of my product this is why it is very good and learn from the best of the guys look at how storytelling is doing it it's not even talking about any feature it's actually connecting you to an emotion and what has the car got to do anything with this you know the story that's being but actually it is connected you anybody and see how many people have watched this if you go back on the social media you'll be surprised in the amazing amount of viewership this story has got this short film it's like in you know few minutes i have told you what you would see in a very long film i've actually condensed a long film into you know 2 3 minutes for you so the film has become entertainment so brands have become entertainers brands have become entertainment because they have understood consumers are not consuming advertising they are consuming content and the content they are consuming is entertainment so they have become entertainment you know uh, what i would call their i mean making this film is like they literally is tata motors into making films this is actually a beautiful film it's got uh, the songs it's got a, a music which is touching it has got the entire you know shoot that's happening at locations everything to do with film you know so this is this is content and this is storytelling this is how the brands of the work the world is shifting for the for the markets for many years that i have now been seeing this this is the biggest shift and that's why i created a company called crotales which was actually into this about making films short films for brands this was the whole idea because i saw that the entire market is shifting content is shifting to films because 90% of the content consumed on social is film is video this is data i mean i'm not making this up you can go and check check and redo the research you will find that 90% you consume a lot of video you consume a lot of video personally so this is what is happening and uh, video format storytelling this is what's happening in the future this is what is happening with brands look at leaders now the best of leaders i've on my linkedin i've shared many times and i always go back and watch steve jobs in action because if i have to learn storytelling i mean he is the master he's a guru on this subject i just go and observe his launches i go and observe i go and follow all these people because they are the finest storytellers they are not talking about just products they are not talking about products they are always about story it's everything he is not talking apple he is talking think different 
So it's storytelling. It's constantly storytelling. The best of the leaders are great storytellers. So if you say how brands are telling stories, their leaders are telling stories. When a leader tells a story, it becomes the brand story. So brands are telling entertainment and story and leaders are becoming storytellers. This is a big shift in the brand space of storytelling. And leaders have to become, so even if you own a small shop, even if you are a small freelancer, I think think of yourself as a storyteller. What can you pick up from Steve Jobs? What can you pick up from Richard Branson? I mean, how they are able to do that. That's how you will stand out. If you just say, I know this and I know this, nobody is going to listen to you. Nobody's interested if you're going and selling. Nobody's interested in, in you. They're interested in their life and their story. So let's understand that. That's what storytelling is doing. And let's look at uh, somebody closer in India. You say this is happening. These are big guys, global guys. Let's talk about India. Have you followed these two leaders in India? You know these two leaders? Do you follow Anand Mahindra on uh, Twitter? If you don't, please just to learn what leaders are doing to build brands. Just go and follow him on Twitter. And you'll understand that what he does every day, he tweets maybe once, maybe twice a day. But he tweets every day. Now, imagine a leader of a company. And many leaders just don't get it. They, don't, they, they feel the media is shy. They don't want to get in front of the camera. They don't, they don't like it. They don't want to be there. And, you know, in my corporate career, I would work with leaders and I would get them to get out of their, you know, the comfort zones of not being going in front of the camera, not being out there. Because when a Narayan Murthy goes out there and does something, it impacts Infosys. When Ratan Tata is what he is, it affects the brand Tata's. It's very clear. It's We all know it. We all see it. But then I have this reluctance that, you know, I don't have the time. I don't know how to do it. It's not possible. You know, um, uh, let the marketing team do this. This is a marketing team's job. You know, this is how, but actually, if you're a small business, let me tell you, the most powerful tool that you have as a CEO of your small company, which is a one-man company or a two-man company, or even if you yourself are in the job market, is that you have the power to build your brand. And you have to learn from these leaders. They do it every day. Kunal Shah, every day a small tweet out. If you don't know, please go and, go and follow Kunal Shah. He does it on LinkedIn also. And he's always listening. He asks questions. This is not just a one-way posting. They keep on asking questions. And those questions are being asked by these guys because they want to be indirectly in touch with the last customer down, bottom down. They want to understand. They want to listen what's happening. And for them, this internet, this social media is a space where they go and they listen. They listen to their customers. So when brand storytelling is happening, it's not a one-way street. It is a two-way street that's happening. I keep on telling all the clients that I work with. That it is, you know, you need to get out there. Some of them get it. Some of them, after a lot of push, they just don't understand it. And then I give up on them. I give up on them very sadly and very sorrily. That, you know, they just don't get it. That this is the power that is there. It is demonstrated. It's demonstrated that the power is, that is available to you as, as, a, as a marketeer, as a leader. So brands have to become the CEO of the company. The founders, the leaders have to become storytellers. If you're starting your own business, you have to be the storyteller for your business. A great story is true, it is said, right? Somebody asked me, you know, uh, I had posted this story about Shaktiman. So somebody asked, you know, is this uh, Shaktiman story 
uh, is it true that if I have a Parleji biscuit, I'll become like a Shaktiman? When Parleji was doing that advertising campaign or any advertising that we see, and my question is, do you, when you wear Levi's, do you become a cowboy? Do you change actually? You, you use brands, right? You use brands, a lot of brands. When I use an Apple phone, I have an Apple phone always and you know, I have an Apple ecosystem with me. You know, do I become different because the ad said thing different? It's not, it's not so it a brand. So is it true? Is it true? I'm going to get back to this. Is what Parleji is saying, is it true? Just think about it. When a brand is saying something, is it true? It makes a promise. You know, brand is making a promise. There's some promise that is being made by Tata Motors. There's some promise being made by every company that's out there. You, when you get out into the market and say, this is my services, this is what I do, you are making a brand promise. It is trusted. You know, you have to be trusted. Otherwise, why will, you know, people want that? There has to be a trust in brand Tata, Tata Motors to, you know, okay, say, okay, this is something which I can trust. They have done it before. They know it. They have delivered. You know, previously when they came out with nanos, nobody bought them. They, initially, there was a big hype and then no, people were just not buying those cars because the cars were clumsy. They were not what they were supposed to do. They were not doing. The promise was it was going to be the cheapest car, but it did not, was not the cheapest car. We know, we know that uh, that did not happen. It was not a cost of a two-wheeler that was promised as when it was coming out. And then it had a lot of other problems. And because it was positioned like a cheap car, nobody wanted a cheap car. Who wants a cheap car? You know, nobody wants a cheap car. Even the guy who's buying a low-cost car wants a Shah Khan. You think, you know, the, the, the film stars drive some of these cars? There was an ad with Shah Khan driving I-10, I think. Do you think Shah Khan ever will be using an I-10? But then, you know, people want that aspiration. When I'm buying something, there's an aspiration when I'm buying a car. It's there. If there's to be a trust. It has to be subtle. You know, whatever the messaging is, it is subtle. It's not very loud and, you know, uh, being saying this tradition and roots and the story that you saw of Tata Motors, it's not very loud. It's in a very subtle way that the message is getting out. It does not appeal to logic, but appeals to senses. It was all, there was nothing logical about it, right? What this advertising was happening out there, this entire film that you saw from Tata Motors, what was the logic behind anything? Roots, traditions, all this, you know, uh, timeless. It's it's a story. It doesn't appeal to a logical sense, you know, because what has got that got to do with my Tata motor car, the car that I have bought? It's got nothing to do, but it appeals to the senses of people. So stories are appealing to senses. I'll give you a very simple, great marketers tell stories. This is another very important insight that I got right in my through my marketing career. Great marketers don't change you. They tell you stories which you already believe in. They tap into the story. You already have a story. It's not that they come and create a story. People for Apple were already there. There were people already there who thought different. Steve Jobs did not create them. They were already there. There was that audience. He just tapped. He understood that audience. And he said, this product is for those people who don't want the Microsoft, who don't want those hardware, which is clumsy, who don't want all the wires which are coming out from all over the place, who want clean design who are really the artists, the people who really, you know, uh, uh, kind of stand out from the crowd, who want to do things very different. Those people did not were not created by Apple. They already existed. What you only do as a marketer is, you go and tap your story into that audience. Obviously, a product has to, you know, match that. Apple had to be that to be actually tapped into that market. But all he did was storytelling. He actually tapped into that 
that already existing stories that people believed in. There was a story which was already believed by a lot of people. The brand just went and tapped into that story. Uh, let's look at the next example. This, this is a very classical example. The, the ideal glasses, the wine glasses. This you can go and have a look at their website. Do you know what is the advertising message of this, this company? It says that delivery of wine's message depends on the form of the glass. What they're saying is it's not the wine that you're tasting. It is about the glass in which the wine is there that increase, that changes the taste of the wine. Does this sound logical? I'm asking you a question. Just think about it. Does it sound logical that you know that you put a wine in this glass, which is costing $20, maybe another glass is costing less than $1. And um, in both the glasses, the wine is going to taste. The same wine will taste different in both the glasses. Do you, is it logical? Even if you, I mean, if you apply your mind, do you think it is logical? But this is what their whole marketing message is. And it is very strongly believed by people who buy this glass because that's why they spend those $20. Because they want to tell a story to their friends that I've got Riddle wine glasses. That the wine in this glass that I'm serving you is going to taste different. They want to tell a story to themselves. The fine wine you know, drinkers buy these glasses because they think that you know, the wine is becoming very much and the way they write the story, if you go and see on the website, it's so beautiful that you feel my, and is this true? Is this true? I mean, I'm asking you a question. Is this true? Will the wine of the taste of wine change? Yes or no? Put it down in your comments or tell me. What do you think? Is it true? No, yeah. it doesn't. I don't, I don't think it does, it does change. I mean, there should be no change just because of the shape. Yeah. But they are selling glasses $20 saying this is, the, this is the marketing message. And people are buying and they are a very strong and strong business and very, you know, kind of, uh, for many years they have been doing this. It's going on for uh, maybe some tradition of 50, 60, 70 years. I don't know how many years they've been doing this. I think that's why in marketing, perception is more important than reality. It's not even perception, Shiv. I'll tell you what it is. It is true. It is true the wine tastes different. You'll get shocked. You'll say, what the hell? How can the wine taste change? It is true because you believe it. The customers want to believe that story. That is why it is true. They're already there. They want to have the fine wine. They tell the story to themselves. The brand is only tapping to the audience. The brand is not telling a story like that. There's a person who actually believes in that story, who is actually you know, wanting that glass to be like that. That where I'm going to everything that I'm doing about wine, because wine is something which is about taste, that fine taste. And people are like, the finest tasting wine. And there are ta wine tasters, you know, who just taste wine. That's all that the job that they do all their entire life. So wine drinkers are like that, those connoisseurs of the best of the wines that I want to have. And which means I already have got that story. I want the best of the wine. I've got all this story with me. And then when I need the best glass to have that. I already am telling. So for me, it's a true story. And when I'm having this wine, I actually feel it. So they asked people, when they asked people, their consumers or people, and when people did surveys, even with the fine wine tasters said that this wine changes when you have it in this wine glass. Now imagine the finest of the wine tasters said this. Okay. But when a blind study was done, which is a blind study, where different people were given wines and they didn't know which wine is in which class, it was absolutely a false story. But when a person believes something, 
he actually starts behaving like that. The brand makes him behave like that. When I have that parleji, that Shakti Man is not the biscuit that I'm having. It is actually, I start having the values of Shakti Man. I start feeling like Shakti Man. I start, you know, having those kind of good over evil. I start believing that story. I already believe in that story. So it does that power. What has the story done to me is just actually brought out what I believe in already. It's not changing. Actually, I'm believing this. I already have this belief very strong that it's Superman and superhero. And I want to be like this. This is what is, it's actually made me believe in something, you know, out there. This is what uh, a brand story will do. Uh, and when you have this, I've already shared with you, think different. Uh, when, uh, you know, Steve Jobs came up with these two words, think different. He actually tapped into that. So it is what is happening out here. It is important to know it is not about you or the brand. So, the story is not about the brand. When Tata Motors is doing this film, it is not about Tata Motors. It is about the audience. It's about the Tamil audience that they're talking to, that region that they're talking to. It is about them, their history, their roots, their culture. It is about you, the hero of the story. In this particular case, it's when it's Apple is talking to consumers, those people who believe and think different. It is not about you. And this is the biggest mistake marketers make. They're always about my company. We won this award. We have got this thing. You know, we are recognized by so-and-so people. Who is so what? Tell me what it does it mean to me. You might be the best guy in the world. I don't care a damn. You tell me what does it mean to me? How does it solve my problem? It is not about you. So brand story is not about the brand. A brand story is about its consumer who is the hero. This is a very small shift, but this is important to understand in business. We don't get this. We don't get why, you know, why we are doing to business. We are not into business to solve our problems. We are not here to showcase ourselves. We are out here to showcase the people who are there, who are buying our products, who are buying our services. They are the heroes of our story. I think this is important message that uh, we should all carry as marketers. Uh, let me see this. This is a film which I had made some about 15 years back. I'll just play a part of this film. Yeah. 
film i don't know whether you uh, have recognized me uh, i was part of this film also now what is happening here what is happening anyone uh, uh, got uh, something to say on uh, this particular film for years i'm telling you this generations of people who have come into this company called mastech get goosebumps when they listen to this anthem they stand up for this anthem it's, it was an anthem that we had made uh and we had you know as you can see it's done very professionally and we had uh but the important thing about this was every word in this particular script of this film is true this would have not worked this would have just been an advertisement if it was just beautiful copy written well and you know uh, people in this organization experience that freedom they experience those things which are being said we make magic here this is a culture which is almost like a cult mastek is a culture which is like a cult people over the years i mean people have got alumni groups which are from years and years and years it's there's a term called once a mastek year always a mastek year because there is a culture of that nature this film works this works because it is true people believe in this we actually believe in this i was part of making this film so i can tell you and i've been part of this company for so many years i can tell you so when i say you want to make employer branding content i'm telling a story here again through a film which was done so many years back and people believe very strongly today also they stand up when they listen to this so they see this anthem and you can go and see it on social media the kind of people who have liked and a number of likes and uh, kind of stuff for this film the point is this is a storytelling so even when you're trying to build an employer brand as a communicator as a com as a communication head of that organization the important thing was what is the story how do i capture that story and how do i tell that story and how does that become a very powerful story for people to believe in and this is such a powerful story that people over the years have seen this particular anthem and they believe in this story 
So stories are believed, believed. So brand stories are also your employee stories. When you have employees in the organization, it is their stories that when you start telling and when they start believing in, when those are stories are real, the, the brand becomes much more strong. So what do you mean by employer brand? This is what employer brand about, is all about. Now I see a lot of employer brand stories. Everybody's trying to tell, okay, you know, they're getting an employee to speak something. They just put out something out there. It doesn't look like with a heart. And when you're putting it out, just asking somebody to just put in some caption, you just really are not connecting. You're not really bringing out that story. When I have to tell a story, I have to do it well. So it's important that I do it well. I see a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. It's, I mean, I don't want to say anything about it, but the point is it's just not there. It's just not there. You're just not getting what is the what is this power of brand story. So for in a in a in a business world, it has to be two elements which are very there. It's all B2B or B2C. It works actually in both the sides. The thing has to be credible. This whatever the anthem said, those words which were said, we make magic here, we mastic ears. You know, all those things that are being said out here are actually true. They have done some of the best projects in the world, which none of the Indian IT companies has done. Some of the really path-breaking, the London congestion charging was done by Mastech. The NHS Spine, which is the largest data warehousing project in the world, is done by a company called Mastech. It's not, it was not just offshoring. It was not just cost-cutting kind of why people wanted to work with Mastech. They did solutions. They solved problems for, you know, which were very big and very complex. So it's credible. Whatever is being told is very clear, credible. Any brand promise being made has to be credible. You cannot make a brand promise which is not credible. Do you agree with that? That you cannot just make something which you can just go and make. Now you'll say, Are HR, oh, wine glass make kya credibility? You know, the wine glass, all of that, you know, that's or Nike, even Nike shoes. You know, if you look at it, is it credible? Is a Nike shoes uh, uh, the kind of pricing some of the products that they have and they bring in a celebrity into that uh, brand of the Nike shoes? Is it a very credible kind of a thing? What do you think? There's a little conflicting, right? Is it credible? Some yes. of these things that are being said. I mean, the quality may be high, but uh, the price that people are paying is probably not not uh, justified. That, that product, if you go to the actual cost in the China, where you it's actually manufactured, and you actually visit that place. And you figure out that there are other people also taking out shoes from that same place, which are not brand. You'll be surprised at the kind of a price difference that is there, which is like, it will just shock you. Hmm. The people are paying that kind of 5x, 10x sometimes for that stamp of what Let's is it. true? Is it credible? Is the promise credible? Does your running change because of wearing Nike? No. I mean, are you going to become a better Just runner? a feeling. But it is tapping into an emotion. It is tapping into a story that, you know, it's Nike is all about just do it. And all their communication, all the things you start, it actually makes you feel and want to get out. And, you know, I get out. I'm a cyclist. I get up in the weekends, get out. I like to put on my best gear and get out because what it does is to me mentally it changes my frame. And exercising is not about physical stuff. It is about mind. It is about the shift that is happening inside me, which is gets me to get on a cycle on a Sunday morning at six o'clock or seven o'clock. I get up and get out. It's not going to be easy. I would want to sleep a little more right on a Sunday or a Saturday. You know, people want to do that. But why does it get me out? Why does it get me? It is because the brand is doing something. There's something going on. Why use a trek by cycle? 
why do I, you know, spend so much on, you know, this kind of a cycle? Because one thing I learned from my coach is that if you're doing it, do it in style. Because that will sustain. Because when you're doing it in style, you will want to wear that gear and get out. So I've got five different helmets. I've got, you know, so many, this I'm talking about personal things. How I actually have experienced this power of the brand to shift me. The power of what I'm, because it actually makes me feel good to get out. So it is credible to me because it's helped me to do that. It's achieved that objective for me. Is it relatable? So in, in the business world, there are two things that you ask. You know, if you're talking about B2B marketing, these are two important things that you look at. Is it credible? Is it relatable? Can I relate with the story? Can I relate with what is being shared by in this presentation? If I don't relate with it and if you're just going to be, and okay, so one of the things very quickly that I want to take you through before we have just three minutes to go before we close. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to take you through this uh, video because uh, the time is short. Um, so this is important from a, a business perspective. Please understand that uh, customers and employees are not interested in your strategic message or even your organization's brands, products, or services. The story's role is to provide that missing interest. You have everything with you, but that's not what you're interested in. What is, a, what is an employee looking at in an organization? He's looking at, yes, you've got, it's look, he's looking at the culture. He's looking at your vision that he becomes a part of. Customers are looking at that, you know, what is that, uh, what is it that when I'm buying your product, when I'm buying your service, what is it that I'm actually buying? So there's a story piece which is missing. And most of our presentations that I've seen in the corporate world are absolutely heavy, data-driven. They bore you to death. They bore you to death with data. Audience, by the time the thing is over, they almost feel like, what the hell am I sitting? It's like a painful experience to sit through some of the presentations. So um, I'm just going to you know, leave you with this, this very last piece that I want to communicate today is facts. So you say, Ari, but data, hai. You know, I have to tell the data. There are facts that I need to tell. Facts, no matter how compelling, rarely gain attention, emerge from a crowded media landscape. You know, you keep on just saying facts, put data, put Excel sheets. You are not, nobody at the end of the presentation, what does a person remember? I just want to ask you that. If you want to measure your success metrics, when you present, when you make a pitch deck, when you're going out to investors, when you're, whatever you're doing, just ask that question, what have they retained? Stories provide a way to break through all the distractions that are there, disinterest that the person is having and the content overload that make, uh, makes the audience, you know, actually notice what you are saying, the point that you're making by bringing in that story. And maybe someday I will take this a different session of how do you work on your presentations? How do you work on your pitches? But actually you need to get people to stop and take something back. And they're not going to take back that stuff if you're going to present them with huge data. And I'll prove you, prove it to you with a very simple two examples. These are little old examples, but Spotify throws this data back to the user. This is a data that comes back to the user saying, I listen to, I user, Mr. User, I listen to 16,700 minutes of music. It gives me this data. And what did I hear? So it's, it's actually taken data and made it interesting for me. 
it's data right this is still data but they have picked out a data and telling me a story what am i listening to i'm listening to alternative metal i'm listening to these people this is the kind of songs i'm listening to it's taken the data and made it interesting for me let's look at another example you can tell you know excel sheets very big complex data a big data is taken and made very simple close to one in two millennials so of the younger people with type 2 diabetes close to one in two are millennials close to one in three are gen x use xers and they hide their condition they feel because they're negatively judged and they delay seeing the healthcare provider now this is something which stops you because the same data set is taken made in an interesting story which is put out in front of me so you cannot tell me that i'm a b2b business and i've got a lot of data and i need to come in yes you need a lot of data but in that data what is the story you need to look at data and then bring out the story in that data and then be able to communicate that as a story that's what a business storytelling is i'll, I'll leave you with this last slide which is saying strategic it has to be strategic message it has to be relevant to the brand everything that you saw every messaging that you saw every film that i played is very relevant to the brand vision uh, it builds a customer relationship and the organization and its value it has to relate with the organization and its values this is what happens in a corporate or a brand business storytelling so this is uh, how i uh, want to end today we are exactly at 12:30 um, and now i just open it up uh, any questions anything that you want to ask Uh, there will be other sessions that i will i will do in, in the future which will dive into some of these topics a little more deeply uh, and we we'll look at it um, and the idea is you i mean all of us at the, the community that i have created is community of uh, dreamers right um, 